Hey guys, welcome back to Cajun Hard Talk. I'm Jake. And Ross. Today we're talking about the good son from 93. Do you think you can fly? You can say that. <laughs> grab a beer, grab a cup of coffee. Let's, Let's talk hard. Guys, the good son from 1993. Well, hey, shout out to Marty McFly. You've been asking us to do this one uh, probably since we started. Yeah, this one's for you, Marty. Sorry it took us so long. Yeah, it took us a while. Be honest with you, there's a reason why this one took us so long. Yeah. This is a movie that I can maybe watch once a year. It's a good fucking movie. Oh, it is. It's a great movie. I I can't hold anything against it, honestly. Um, It's just, it's unsettling at best. It's very well done. Yes, absolutely, for what it was. It's very well done. Um, This is the equivalent of, like, uh, reading the novel American Psycho once a month. Yeah. It just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Basically, a a young boy who loses his mother, non-spoiler version, real quick. Yeah. Uh, A young boy who loses his mother goes to stay with his aunt and uncle while his father goes out to Japan for one last business trip. Yeah. Um. In which he meets his cousin, who's uh, around his same age. He's a crazy person. Who starts to show signs of psychosis and um, violent behavior, basically. Uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And, of course, uh, when he notices all the violent behavior that his cousin is displaying, he tries to tell the parents and get help. Yeah. And nobody believes him because he's got this fucking shield over him that he just he perfectly blends into what he... He is exactly what... They expect him to be, and he just yeah. fits all those roles. Yeah, and he does it. All right, so that, that's spoiler-free version done. Um, if if you haven't watched the movie, please stop here. Go watch the movie. Come back and listen to what we it's got to say afterwards. It's worth watch. It is one hundred percent worth the watch. Um, also, I want in the beginning of the video, please remind everybody to please like and subscribe. Uh, we get a lot of people coming to our channel that watch our videos, but nobody is subscribing. So please, it takes just a second. Subscribe. It's hit just a like. button. Just hit the button, man. <laughs> it's just a button. Jeez. Um, no, nah, we do appreciate all the feedback. Yeah, we've absolutely. Been getting, no, we love it. And we want some more. We want more feedback. We've been getting some, but we, we enjoy the feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Also, the, the likes likes make a big deal, big deal when it comes to the algorithms. Because yeah. Facebook, because we talk, we have dirty mouths. And Facebook, yeah. uh, I mean Facebook. And Facebook. Fucking YouTube hates Fuck us Facebook. because we have fucking dirty mouths. So yeah. we get kind of get buried in the algorithm. So yeah, more they, likes, they don't the, put the us to the top of the, the search bar. No, we're not, not at all. We're not in there. fact, if you type in Cajun Hard Talk, typically we're not even the first thing that pops up. Which is funny because there's nothing else named that. No, exactly. And it's weird, but we're, we're buried there because we, we tend to say, we say the fuck word too yeah, much. I think, we do. I think it's the fuck That's word. That's what it is. But, uh, yeah, right. so back to the good son. Yeah, the good son. <sighs> As a this, father? Well, in all honesty, what would you do if a nephew of yours or something came up and told you that one of your children were doing some of those things? Would you immediately go to, ah, you must have misread that that's no. not really, or would you be like, ah, I need to talk to them? Because I honestly think I'd err on the side of caution. Somebody comes oh, to me and tells yes. me my son's doing that, I'm like, uh, okay, I'm going to talk to him and see yeah. what his version is. But I'm pretty yeah. sure my oldest child is a sociopath as it is. It's possible. We've had that discussion. We've already had this discussion off camera. Uh, it's, it's very possible. Yeah. This uh, child is definitely Macaulay Culkin, please. A Here's perfectly creepy. It's amazing. Kid. Okay, we'll go. Let's, y'all know we hate them, but we'll go to Rotten Tomatoes. And yeah. it tells you everything you need to know about this movie. Well, Rotten Tomatoes sucks. Uh, but Roger Ebert as well. Yeah. Shit on this movie. Uh, which is really disappointing. I'm to not me. a fan of Roger Ebert. Uh, some people out there may hate this, but I'm not a fan of Roger Ebert because of the fucking fact that. He lets his biases interfere with his movie reviews. Yeah, 100%. Which is fine. We do the same thing. I think we typically try to keep it at bay yeah. and we'll at least explain why we're but doing But movies like Terrifier way. that we shit on. Yeah. It's because it's graphic gore for no reason. We we, yeah. we, we tend to shit on it. And it's because of our personal bias. We don't care for it. Yeah. We understand that there is a market for that. Obviously, Absolutely. there's people yes. that enjoy it. It's just definitely not for me. Yeah. I, I don't like the torture porn. I don't like the gratuitous nudity and violence for no fucking reason other than shock value. And a lot of those movies tend to play on those because there are people out there who 
fucking enjoy it and I'm more power to you. It's just not my thing. Yeah. This movie relies so much more on creepy. Creepy and uh, psychologically scares and very from Jump Street when he first meets his cousin Henry. Yeah. Uh, the mask. The mask right out the way, if you have a young child who is uh, habitually making masks and doing some of those things, that's a red flag even Did, if you think you he's the, a good Was I the only one who instantly thought of Halloween? Michael like, Myers from Rob uh, Zombie. Rob Zombie's Halloween? Yeah. yeah. First thing I thought of. The paper mache mask. It was very on the fucking head. So, um, real quick, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomato meter, 26% rotten. Okay. Audience score is 54%. See, I actually feel like I, I thought it would be a little higher. Than I that. thought it would be I too. This is, a but very, the difference is you got twenty-seven critics who rated it at twenty-six percent. For those of you who can't see or listen to us on just on audio, he did the little air quotes when he yeah. said the word critics, and I, I, I confirmed. Yes. I, I believe that that there's a very proper way to identify them as critics. Yes, they have freaking um, stars and tomatoes. Yeah, like they're. Uh, but the audience score, you're looking at fifty thousand plus ratings. Yeah, and see, I feel like that's low for that many amount of ratings. Like, here's this, the thing: this I went, is a well done movie. I went through, I went through a lot of the ratings today um, after watching it again, and a lot of what you see is they they, they slam. They say Macaulay doesn't look the, the take the role of a sociopath or a psychopath correctly. They're like he's not believable. He to was me, perfectly believable. But then you have the ones that's like he's very wooden in his acting. No, because that's what a fucking psych- I'm psychopath about to say, does. His lack of emotion whenever he like killed the dog that's and a couple what, of things like that's that. That's what that shit leads you to. You're gonna see that lack of emotion there because he's not empathizing with these things that he's hurting and these yep. things that he's doing. He's not showing that form of sympathy or empathy. His wooden uh, acting, as you would call it, is not wooden acting. It's him acting emotionless. It's him not reacting to things the way a normal person would. I think he played a psychopath fucking perfectly. Yeah. I, I think he's a fucking creepy-ass little kid in that movie. He, he, And then to switch it off and, and turn around and just be like, oh, uh, I love you, Mommy, and all this stuff. Like, it's, yeah. It's, that's, that's what what's a what's, fucking psychopath yeah. does. That's what and you see, like, right here, um, a person from Sin Magazine says, I guarantee you this would have been 100% more effective if Wooden Culkin switch roles. I disagree. I don't think so. I, I believe that I think uh, Elijah, Elijah Wood, Wood would have been much more emotive. Yeah, and you don't want that. No, you want the the blank stare. Yes, want, that wouldn't look. You want that complete removal of yourself from that situation, which is what uh, a sociopath and a psychopath would do. They would remove themselves from that situation and, honestly, and not feel anything. The few times he shows emotion is like when they're up on the bridge and he throws the fucking dummy down, and he sees the havoc that he's and created. He smiles. Yeah. It's the like the one of the few times you genuinely see him smile, and he's smiling not, not be, just because he's seeing the havoc that he's created and he's enjoying that. It's he makes that reaction whenever that happens, and he doesn't make the reaction whenever like his sister's drowning. Or yeah, whenever uh, he's shooting at the cat or the that is the lack of emotion that would be displayed of somebody who he doesn't see the the. the evil that he's doing he sees it as just fun I can do whatever i want I'm, it's fun yeah it's whatever it's someone who doesn't um who doesn't feel emotions the way a normal person does yeah and when they finally do feel emotion uh, that emotional impulse it's because they're doing something terrible usually and it's yeah. something that's not terrible in their eyes it's something that normal society would deem as something terrible but yes. something that they would just see as a fucking normal yep and i mean i hate to say it like that but there's some people out there who do very fucked up things and it's normal to them they don't think about it the same way that uh, you and I or a normal person would look at those things and be like, man, that's fucking terrifying. That's horrible. How could you do something? They're just like, eh, it's Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, and what else could you expect from somebody who admittedly killed his younger brother in this movie and then threw his sister into thin ice, hoping that she would die and then try to push his mother off a fucking cliff. He's that's not my gonna, big question for you. He's not going to react yeah. the same way that a normal person would. And that's my big question for you. Okay. Is what do you do when God losing a child is the worst thing anyone could ever have to endure? Yeah, absolutely. What do you do when you find out it's your other child who did it purposefully? Purposefully, I I think that there's almost no amount of therapy that can completely fucking solve that. I think no. even even to the point where okay, you find out that your kid did this, and he didn't outright say, "Yeah, I did it. I killed him. I wanted to kill him." He came very sideways with it when she found the rubber duck that he had to do. Yeah, his brother and he said, drowned. what if I did? And she asked if he had something to do with it. Did you kill your brother? And he says, so what if I did? That was his yes. Yeah. Well, that, was yeah. His, that was his, so? 
Maybe I did. What the fuck did this just a murder? That and the fucking Lana when she said, um, you took the shrubber ducky from the tongue. He goes, he it was, said, it was, it was mine, mine before. It was mine before his. That was, yeah. that was his motive. He was feeling like he needs to be the center of attention. Yep. His brother was getting more attention, so he didn't like it. So I'm going to take care of the <laughs> problem. And that, in his mind, was a normal way to react to those things. Yeah. Uh, when his mom catches him walking into the hospital after he threw his sister in the ice. And then... How does she not question how he got there? Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing. It's he obviously showed late at up, night. He showed up very late at night into a hospital where his sister was. And... You can tell, I'm pretty sure they were insinuating that he was about to take that pillow and fucking smother her. Oh, yes. That's 100% what they were insinuating. And his mother turned on the fucking light. My first reaction was, what the fuck are you doing here? Why yeah. aren't you at home? Why are you How at did a you hospital? Get here? How did you get here? What are you doing? Where's your dad? Yeah. Like, there would be a lot more questions going on. And this is after he, he threw his sister towards the thin ice. And he Bro, to- he toyed with her, dude. The scene of him putting his hand out and she's hitting his and hand, and she's hitting his hand, and he refuses to grab it. Like he's an emotionless. Bro, that's what everybody wants to bitch about his wooden acting shit. But he's it worked. He's very much believable as a psychopath because of his lack of emotion, especially in that scene. In that scene, a normal person is terrified. Yes, their sister is drowning. They're, he is literally looking at that, going, "I know I can help." I'm just not going to. I want this to happen. Exactly. And he's just standing there, and she is well within reach of his hand. She hits his hand multiple times, and he's just not going to fucking grab it. He's going to let her die. And the part that makes this terrifying, dude, is to put yourself in the shoes of the kid, the other kid, uh, Mark. Yeah. Where every time he goes to tell somebody, Henry's gotten there before him. He's there before them. He's already explained away all the things that Mark's about to tell them. And, and like, like he tells Mark, he goes, you're the one who's in therapy. You're the one who lost his mm-hmm. mom. They're and not going to believe you. He even turns it on his fucking mom like that. Yeah, it's very... I think you're the one who needs help. Yeah, and that's very indicative of how he is as a person. I mean, yes. that is exactly what he is. He's going to put the blame somewhere else and to the extent of, I'm normal, you're fucked up. Yep. And here's he the probably thing. really feels that. as The character would think that, honestly. Think, think of this. Think of if Mark's mom wouldn't have died. Yeah. That dude would have offed his sister. Probably. More than likely. Yeah, he would he, have. He'd, have found, he'd have found a reason to kill her. I, I think so. It would have been one of those things where uh, she gets more attention and she's in the spotlight and he's got to exactly. take care of her. What he'd, have, he, what he'd have done was he'd offed his sister and then eventually he'd offed his either, either his mom or his dad, whichever one got the most attention. I would honestly say it would definitely go towards mom. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Because dad was lapping it up. Anything he said, he believed him. Yeah. And I mean, towards the end of this movie where mom kind of started having her doubts to where yep. she started questioning him about it. And that's whenever everything kind of took a turn for the worst. But he, he played so well. Like I, I applaud Macaulay Culkin for his, his I role do. in this I movie. Agree. I think he did I agree a great fucking job with this movie. I, he was creepy. Um, he was that ultimate, like I said before, he's all that, that perfect sociopath to where there's just no emotion there. He no. doesn't give a shit about what anybody else wants, anybody else thinks. It's Did all about Did you catch him. the uh, the mismatched shoes, the two-colored shoes in the movie? Yes. One white and one black Nike? Yep. It was a representation of uh, the tugging good and evil forces. Really? That was what the one of the directors had said, that it was a representation. One of the crazy things about this movie was his parents wanted him to be in this movie. Yeah, which is weird. Enough to, they, that they threatened to pull him out of Home Alone 2 if yeah. he wasn't cast in this movie. Why? Why this movie? <laughs> this this is that's fucking rough. Yeah. Um I I don't know, but I think I think him, you know, juxtaposed next to Elijah Wood was a very good uh it was a very good casting. Yeah. I think he played very well in it. This yeah. movie was actually shelved notice? a couple of times. There were actually different people cast for this movie and the movie kept getting pushed back. Yeah. You know both of his siblings are in this movie. Yeah. 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 Because Rory is the, the, the picture of the of the brother. Yep. And Quinn Culkin plays his little sister in this movie. Yep. Um, in which Rory, uh, fan, the fans of the Scream franchise, would know he is one of the killers in Scream 4. Yeah. Who stupidly turned down Han and, Han, uh, Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, you you made a bad decision. Yeah, You're going to regret that dumb. for the rest of your life. Like, you could have definitely. Well, it wasn't long. It was well, I mean, longer after that. I'd have gave up murder for uh, for Hayden. Oh, yes. 100%. Not a lot of women can pull off that short hair, do what she does it. She makes she it. She does she it like it a happy. fucking champ. Uh, but dude, the mask in this movie at the beginning, I, I think that was one of the creepiest paper mache masks because it was so, it wasn't sleek. It no. wasn't uh, like, 
there was no emotion to it, if you notice. It was well, a blank, yeah, white fucking paper mache mask. Halloween. It's Yeah, 100%. That's one of the creepiest things about yep. the Halloween was that fucking mask. Where the, There's the no expression. Expressionless, just blank face, which also mirrors the inside of Henry in this movie. Yes. It's a very big mirror of the fact that he, he doesn't have those emotions. He's a blank slate. Yep. He doesn't see things as... as there's no distinction in good or evil, which is literally one of the fucking definitions of clinically insane. Yes. Where you don't understand that line. You don't get the, the good and evil. And when he tells, uh, when he tells Richard, and he, um, Richard, when he tells Mark, um, that whenever you accept that you, you can do whatever you want to do, whenever you fly, you can just fly. It yeah. doesn't matter. And he's like, you're sick. And he's like, Hey, I promised you uh, something you'd never forget. Where's the gratitude? Right, and it's like that's like a weird take on that. But just that, if you if your kid ever comes home and tells you they have a friend that says that they can fly if they want to, you need to stop letting your kid associate with yeah. that kid. There's something wrong with that kid. At, some, at that a, point, you need to step in as a parent, and be like, whoa, 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 no, <laughs> no, no. Right, but and that's whenever, and I I think the moment that he's referring to in that movie was the moment when he decided to kill Richard. Yeah, I think that was a moment. Where he's like, well, I could do whatever I want to do, like whatever needs to be done. And he has my bath toy, so fuck this kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's about me. It's about me. It's it's gotta revolve around me. Which I mean, I unfortunately I know I know a grown up who's like that, very yeah. self and probably a fucking sociopath. You know the UK version they made him cut out the scene of them throwing uh, the, a dummy off the all the, the highway. Yeah. yeah. Um. They said that they didn't want people to recreate the stunt and cause problems. Which, yeah. Oof, uh, that's a which the year before this came out, someone actually somebody did, did it. I think in Chicago, I think they said. I believe it was Chicago. I, I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, that was actually allegedly the inspiration for why they put that. Scene yeah, in the movie. I think it was a pregnant woman, and that there was a pregnant, wrecked. and she died. Yeah, she was pregnant, and she swerved because she thought somebody had jumped, and she swerved to miss him, and she wound up getting into a car accident and dying. Which here's and my thing. That was a uh, supposedly a, a inspiration for why that scene was put in the movie, but there was no way, and then. There's no way in fuck that I'm I'm doing that with somebody. And then at the end of it, whenever it was all done with and they're running away and all this shit, and he's looking at uh, Henry and he's telling him, I can't believe you did that. And he goes, why? You helped me. Yeah. And he's trying to play that you're going to be just like me game. Yeah. He's like, you're just as much responsible for this as I am when, I mean, obviously he realizes I'm not responsible. I didn't know you were going to do that. That has nothing to do with me. But he wants him to drag down to that level so that, he has somebody who he can do these things with. He's a co-conspirator. Yeah, 100%. He's a co-conspirator. It's it's the whole thing of, now I made you do it too. Now we're both guilty. Now we're both guilty. Yeah. You know? And, and then who they're going to believe. That's a, one of the big problems in there is who would you believe? Yep. Because I've been... And honestly, I, think, if you think about it, he's got a point. Yeah. Apparently, this kid, Henry has never displayed anything like that in front of his parents. No, he wears... He's, and, Metaphorically, he's wearing this fucking mask where he's the good son. Yes. That's where it comes from. He's he's the perfect little angel. He would never do anything to her. And so he's now... But now this a, other kid who just lost his mom... He's lost his he's mom, so he has, a, he has a reason to believe that he could pass this off as it's, he's crazy because of the stuff that's going on in his yes. life. So I'm going to pass it on. So he, he gaslights the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. And then he like he pulls him down. Uh, he's like, He jumps out of bed. And uh, he wakes up and realizes that Henry's not in his fucking bed. So Mark goes down to check, see what the fuck's going on. And he goes out to the refrigerator. And he says, well, you think I'd poison my family? Do you, do you really think I'd do something yeah, like that? And like he's like, him. yeah, you fucking would. I know you would. So yep. he freaks out and he's trying to save the family in his mind. So I'm going to destroy all this shit. Which makes him but look fucking psycho. From an outside perspective, this kid just came in my house. He's acting all weird, and my kid just came and got me and said that he's freaking out in the fucking kitchen. Yeah. It makes him look like he's completely lost his shit. Yep. So he, he did a great job of fucking gaslighting him. He really oh, did. Oh, yeah. Uh, then he's, when he started calling the shots and was telling him, you really think I'd hurt my sister? And he goes, yeah. And he's like, huh, okay. And he knows that something's about to fucking happen. Oh, yeah. So when the Same parents, thing with the mom. Well, they know. Yeah. He she fucking realizes that something. Well, her death warrant was signed when he told her, well, she's my mom. Yes. And that's oh, when he. Oh, really? Knew. And th that moment whenever he makes that fucking connection, where he's like, oh, well, well, no, she's your mom, remember? Oh, well. What the hell? Your Bro, mom, my mom, we'll both be sad. But let's uh, say well, the scene where he's in a fucking whoa. mirror practicing crying. 
Yeah, dude, that's something that, that shows fucking... how little fucking emotion he has in his life. And well, he says it when he walks away. He's like, people are supposed to cry when their mom's dead, right? Yeah, I don't know. And so, he says, your mom, my mom, what the hell? We'll both be sad. What do you think? Wh- wh- which one signed her death warrant first, faster? The fact that he said it was his mom now or when she found the fucking duck? I think when she found the duck. I think that was, that was, it he was had over. to. He had yeah. to because now the jig is up. He's not, he's not perfect anymore. She knows that he's stolen. Even if she doesn't know at the point that he's actually killed the brother and all that shit, he's not perfect in her eyes anymore. And once that illusion shattered, he's got to fucking do something. He can't. can't, There's no coming back from it. Yeah, he can't resist. There's no fucking coming back from it. Um, The one of the creepiest thing, of course, the uh, if I let you go, do you think you can fly? That was fucking terrifying. And as a kid, looking at that fucking that that red air, the scene where he's playing with the flashlight. Uh, after the uh, Detroit, by the way, that's where they threw. It was in Detroit. Okay. Yep. Uh, the scene where he's playing with the flashlight after they play hide and seek. Yes. And uh, dude, Mark hears him in the fucking room. He runs up, and he has a flashlight, and he says, "Well, this isn't fair." And he says, "Fair? What do you think? This is a game?" And he shuts the fucking light off on him. And pitch, dude, that is a very, very creepy-ass way to react to anything. Yeah. And the way he pulled it off is, do you think this is a game? And then he just disappears in the darkness. Yep. Like, there's no game there. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Oh, he knows yeah. what's about to fucking happen. And at this point, Mark's just trying to save the, save, sister. Save the sister. He doesn't want any more yeah. harm or anything to go through. That, you know, and when he wakes up the next morning, then we get that fucking... Uh, the hockey incident and shit, which is just perfectly played by Macaulay. He really oh yeah, just the idea of holding that hand out and just yeah. letting her slap his hand because you emotionally from an, from an outside perspective, everybody who's standing behind him, they see him and as what he's they see, his arm he's out. reaching his arm out. He's trying to save his sister. Yep, and he knows he's not. And the sister, uh, I, I wish they would have had one more scene where the sister wakes up. I really wish that the, yeah. they'd have had that scene where the mother could have confirmed and the sister's like, he pushed me towards the thin ice. Well, and the whole thing I is... I wish they would have had that moment. Well, it, it would have made the ending easier to bear. I, I guess you're Because right. if you think about it, when she let him go at the end, she still hadn't had a confirmation that, her, that he, killed, no. he killed his brother. No, she really hadn't. It was all... She saw that something was wrong. Yeah. But she didn't know for sure what it was. Yep. Uh, to me, dude... <sighs> To be in that position, knowing knowing in your head that he killed his brother, your child, and they're hanging off that cliff with the boy who's been trying to tell you the truth, yeah, this whole time he's been trying to come to to bring this to light and let you know that something's fucking wrong, you know? and you you've slapped him at one point. I mean, out of just pure reaction, but you still you like he's trying to fucking come forth and. All he's seeing is that the more that I try to come forth, the more that y'all don't like it. Y'all don't want this. Yes. When uh, the very the very end, right before the fucking cliff scene was amazing, um, after the rubber ducky gets found and he fucking he has that moment where he snaps and he grabs the duck from his mother. I think that was when the mother was like she had to come to terms with like there's something dark inside him that he he's hiding. There's something that he's hiding from me. And he goes and he pulls the whole fucking if I can't have it, nobody will. And he throws the duck down the well. Now, the the dialogue where it comes where he's running and his his mother catches up with him and after he makes a comment of, so what if I did, he says, you're going to try to lock me up. Yeah. He knows. Oh, yeah. He, he knows. He fucking knows. You're going to lock me up. I'd rather be dead. And he takes off running and he goes to the cliff. The scene where he pops out and he goes, you really think I'd kill myself? You don't know me at all. Yeah. Cool. Just That just shows you how Deep down that shit goes because that's some cutting words, dude. That hit hard. It was like you'd really think I'd kill myself. You don't know me at all, and then he runs and fucking shoves her. Yeah, and it's just like uh, I mean, they've had fucking multiple serial killers. Who uh, mommy's boy is a big thing. Oh yeah, with serial killers. Oh yeah, mommy's boy is a huge fucking thing, and they want and acceptance. for mommy to know better, and for mommy to find out that you're not her perfect little it's angel. It's done. I gotta say though, the way the movie ends. That last little dialogue by Elijah Wood where he says, you know, sometimes late at night, I find myself thinking, um, if she not about Henry, but choice. about Susan. Yeah. And wondering if she had to do it over again, she would make the same choice. And he's like, I guess I'll always wonder, but I'll never, I know I'll never ask her. Yeah. Vero. Oh. It's true, dude. Oh. 
It's very hard hitting. Like it was really uh, this like goes oh. all through the psychological moments where you sit there and you're thinking like at that moment when you realize and see Macaulay Culkin Henry Henry is at uh, being hanging on by one fucking arm and Mark's on the other arm and it's not help me save me help me save me Henry's words are completely condemning Mark to death yeah. he says I need your other hand yeah fuck him I, I need, need your, your other hand, hand. Yep. I love you mommy I love you I need yeah. your other hand Mark very much quietly he knows what's about to happen he's he thinks he's gonna die he thinks he's dying yeah he's done and all he looks up tearful and you can tell in Macaulay Culkin's face when he's playing there's no emotion there yeah and as much as people want to fucking hate on him on Rotten Tomatoes of all places about his wooden acting yeah I, that's um, kind of he's not gonna have the same reaction uh, Mark Elijah Wood is freaking out he thinks he's about to die he's like please help me please yeah. help me. And Henry's just like, no, I need your other hand. Give me your other hand. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. I, it, he doesn't care that Mark is about to die. Nope. At all. It's 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 wild, dude. Um, e, uh, Ian McEwen, who's the writer of this, he yeah. wrote the novel, and he wrote the script. He needs to go get with Hollywood, and you see the lines in this dialogue in this fucking movie? The dialogue in here was very hard-hitting. It was you very- need to go talk to some people. It was perfectly timed. It was imagine very thought-provoking. And I'll put this in your head. Imagine dialogue of this caliber in Halloween Kills. That would be amazing. It would be, be perfectly of, amazing. Because instead of he- Evil Dies Tonight. Evil Dies Tonight! Yes, 17,000 times. Love fucking Halloween, but Jesus Christ, tone it down. Yeah. Imagine that dialogue. In a Halloween movie, like if, we had back then. If you had this hard-hitting fucking dialogue that was very... You don't hear perfectly dialogue in movies placed, like that no more. Perfectly placed. And I, I it, Hollywood's definitely lacking in this because I find that... I, I find it's that, gotten shallow. But, well, very shallow, but the thing of it is, is people like shallow. Yep. People don't want to hear hard... There's a reason why most people don't watch A Clockwork Orange. Yes. It's too thought-provoking. Yeah, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Things that have very... Deep psychological fucking meanings behind them. And I think we're getting it. This is a point we've breached multiple times. This is why you're getting a left woke. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. It's easy to say, oh, we're going to look at this character because she's a strong female character. Or we're going to center this around someone being LGBT. Yeah. Or we're going to center it around them being transgender. That's a very shallow outlook to me. I think so as well. Make it about a deeper meaning and you'll have a better movie. But when you're going at, if you're, if you're centering a movie around a, a shallow look at me. Yeah. Um, it's just surface. Um, it's all it is, is on the surface. It's, yeah. Nothing. If you're basing it around a, a, a core of something that is shallow yeah. and it's only skin deep. Then your movie is only going to be shallow and skin deep. Yeah, you can't really go too deep because there's nothing fucking there. Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. There's nothing to poke at. There's nothing outside of that. And horror, we always talk about horror being one of the, the true genres where you really get those strong female characters. But you have to build a strong female character without telling me that it's a strong female yes. character. Yes. Like, you, you can't just come out and say that, uh, oh, I'm a doctor. Yeah. No, go become a doctor, and then I'm going to know you're a doctor because of how you act and present yourself and how you dress. Don't tell me you're a yep. fucking doctor. This movie right here has, and look, the mom dealing with the death of her young son, not knowing at the beginning of the movie that. And they don't come out right and tell you that's they lost a, their kid. That's a strong female character. Yes, but here's the thing. They don't come out right and tell you they lost their son. No. You find that you find out, out through, through the story. in the story. Yeah. Like, because that would be, see, that's how this movie would play out today in Hollywood. Today in Hollywood, this movie would start out with Someone, a mom and a dad sitting on a bed going, oh, I don't know what to do since our son died. Well, hey, my uh, brother's wife just died so we could take in his kid. Like, either that or someone would drop like an exposition dump at the funeral at the beginning. Yeah, it'd be, when, when, it'd be when something the, very, When the uncle offered to take him in, it would have been like, well, look, you know our well, son just died. Yeah. Was it Richard? Yeah, yeah you know Richard, Richard passed away. We you know our he just said, Can we we'll get take him? He's like, No, Richard just died. Yeah. It'd have been something it, like it, that. It would have been this really shallow fucking just out Ex- in the out in the open. Yeah. yeah. 
out in the fucking open, like, oh, well, you, you know, she's going through this right now. Yeah. It's really difficult. But no, you, you find that out through good storytelling. Exactly. Very good storytelling. And it's, uh, it's not like that anymore because you have to be, people have to have it shoved in their faces. Yes. People have to have it come out and explain to them. And the thing is, we're not just talking about horror guys. We're talking about movies in general. No, now. A lot of movies uh, all over like that, like any comedy movies, any drama movies, they just. Well, comedies did. Comedy. I haven't seen a good fucking comedy in a very long time. Yeah. And the problem is, is because everybody's so goddamn offended by everything yep. that you can't poke yeah, fun I, at I, anything. Yeah, Chris Rock. Yeah, fucking Chris Rock. <laughs> How'd that go out for you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was, from what I'm standing by, a very fucking not amazing joke. And look what happened. Yeah. I mean, look, Chris Rock is a comedy legend. And I love Chris is, Rock. Is that people, wasn't his best the joke. The people who are allowed to be funny aren't fucking funny. Yeah, because whenever they're funny, then they get fucking called can, out. Can the, you look. say Ghostbusters 2016? No. That, that that they wanted to be funny and they fucking they weren't tried. They they very much tried. I'm not a fan of well, we've already shit on that movie so many fucking times. I'm just not a fan of it. Like the way it was it was done where they had to erase the entirety of a fucking classic. franchise that's already fucking there and is a classic and it is one of a, a beloved movie by so many people. Which we will be reviewing Afterlife soon, by the way. Oh yeah, Afterlife Which was, was amazing. amazing. It was a great fucking franchise, but instead but, of playing it to where the, we're going to pass down this franchise, they tried to erase the original. But back to this movie. Yeah. Sorry, we got a little sidebar. Yeah. We, it's not yeah, as bad yeah. as our, our most recent sidebar. We've had some pretty bad sidebars lately. Oh, lately it's been bad. Um, there's a video that doesn't exist anymore where we went off on a tangent. About uh, the super villains' dicks. Yeah, horror movie much. Horror movie villains' dicks. Yeah. And what they might look like. The yeah, girth. That, the, that video doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that uh, video was unnecessary completely. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Um, so, no, but this is the kind of deep movie you don't see anymore. And see, we talk about it all the time about elevated horror. Yeah. This is what I think about. Yeah. This would have been considered yes. elevated horror this back in the day. This is elevated horror. The what what is nowadays considered to be elevated horror is just people being pretentious and trying to pretend like that Thank something's you. really deep and it's fucking not. It's and not it's really deep. boring. And it's typically very boring because they're trying to drag out this weird storyline where they're trying to incorporate all these things that aren't fucking necessary. Yeah, there's no reason at the end of a movie where I just wish everybody had died. Yeah. Uh, see, That's the, most elevated I, horror today. Most of it. I mean, uh, it's almost to the point of the remake of Children of the Corn where I was so happy when that girl died. Right. I was so happy she got killed in that movie. I really was. And, and that's, that's what we're talking about. There's nothing like this in horror anymore. No. And, I mean, of course, a lot of people be nitpicking. Like, no, it's a psychological thriller and all this shit. It's a murder movie. He's I could a think of killer. one movie, movie in the last five or six years where I felt sorry that somebody died. Two. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm having trouble even thinking of one right Two. now. Well, actually, no, because one was way well, back in 2011. When Kirby got stabbed. And she didn't die. And sadly, both of them are Scream movies because Dewey. Dewey. Yeah, I'll I'll say I was upset when Dewey was killed off. You know what I mean? But there's no character growth in horror no more. No, and there needs to be some kind of... Now, look, we don't have to know... It doesn't have to be an epic saga where I know this person's whole life story, but at least give me something. Yeah. Uh, At least give me something. Because here's the problem, though, because it goes both ways. Movies today either... There's no character growth, or there's too much there's character growth. Jamie Lee should have died in Halloween 2018. Yeah, she should have. I'm sorry. I love the franchise. I love the movie. If she doesn't die in Halloween Kills, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. I, she And Halloween ends. And Halloween ends. If she doesn't die in Halloween ends, I'm going to be kind of pissed because this is the perfect send-off for her. Yeah. She is the she final girl. She, she should have died in 2018. She Let needs Judy to pass that, that, pass that fucking torch down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The way it should have worked was... Jamie Lee, 2018, dies. Judy Greer dies and kills. Halloween killed. And that leaves Andy Matichak's character, Allison, to fucking... She's by herself and she's the final girl in Halloween Ends. That would have been a perfect fucking setup for how that whole... And it's going to be just that series. It's going to be Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween kills, and Halloween Ends. That would have been a perfect fucking story arc where she would have been alone. Allison would have been by her fucking self and had to fucking end it and then it's done. Yeah. Here's the thing, too. You're looking at Scream. At a certain point, you need to quit sending Nev Campbell back in. Yeah. Because if sorry. you keep sending her back in, she's got to die. And it's fan service. It makes great, everything but... from the first fucking five movies pointless. Yeah. So stop sending her back in. It's over with. Her story's done. Yeah. Let's move on. And see, but, if but you had again, the... that's another, another case of 
too much growth. Yeah. There's a the right amount of growth in a movie franchise. Yeah. If you don't have a single movie, a standalone movie like this, this, this is the right amount of character this growth. This was the perfect fucking character growth. There was nothing shoved in your face. It was easily progressed, and it, it never felt boring. No. It never felt like they were dragging shit out during the movie, and you casually found out different things and about each character. And you cared character. about the characters. Yeah. I actually gave a shit about the characters. You know, I love that little girl. We both, she was we, cute little girl. Say, we, awesome. we both have kids, yeah. and we know what it's like. To where if you have one kid playing with a brother and sister mm-hmm. of different ages, or if they just play with one and they don't play with the other one, one somebody's getting somebody's getting jealous. Somebody wants to be involved. Yep, it's just and a it natural makes it growth. hit home. Even if you don't have kids out there, I'm sure at some point you had friends who had siblings, and you were the one who went play over, yeah. and the little the younger sibling wanted to play with you, but you were playing with the older sibling. Yeah, we can all relate to that. It's something very, and it's something so small, you know. And it was a very small part of the movie that didn't take up a lot of the fucking movie. But when she came out and said, "I have my secrets too," and I'm not telling you a single one yeah. of them, that's how a kid would react. Yes, they're running off into the woods to go fucking play, and she wants to be involved, and they're not letting her. Yeah. Now the dad, the dad, and the uncle, the walking through. Hey, you guys need to go to sleep, and yeah. he hears him, and he's not really serious. He's, he's laughing serious. about it. He's, he's happy that they're getting along. They're getting along and they're bonding. Yeah, he's thinking that this is good for him because he's going through a hard time right now. Yeah, he, he needs and you this. See the moment with him and the wife downstairs, kind of talking about Richard. Richard, you know yeah. what I mean? And it, it's character growth. Yeah, you see Very that, well. and you can then, just see it. Even the fucking dad who's in Japan for the most of the movie. Yeah, has a arc. Yeah, and I love the fact that he calls multiple times, and yes, he, he called, Macaulay Culkin never lets him know. Like Henry yeah. refuses to tell him that his dad's been calling him because he doesn't want him to be happy. But he wants him to see, suffer. You see the love of that character. Yes, you see all of that fucking growth, uh, and then you see slowly as it comes up, he becomes more and more to the point where he needs to act. Yes. Like you see him kind of slowly grow into this is what needs to happen. I'm getting there. Yeah. When uh, the little girl comes in his room and she's all excited because they get to go. Uh, to the party or whatever. She was skating or some shit. Yeah. Was, something, uh, something. Yeah. And she was all excited when she comes in the room. Apparently he's told her multiple times, you do not come in my room. Yeah. And he's, she's like, well, you're not doing anything. Like I'm not intruding. You're not doing anything. When he fucking grabs that little girl, I was like, Oh fuck you dude. Right. And Mark stands up for him. Yeah. And of course what happens is, is she runs downstairs and says that they're fucking fighting and they come up and he just plays it off. Like, no, we, we were playing. Yeah. And and, they and, the other, and Mark's like, yeah, yeah, we were playing. Yeah. And they're like, okay, not so rough. And yeah. they walk away. And well, of course, back then, the, back, the 90s, about you and I were kids at the time, boys would be boys. About to say that That's what most parents would have said. That wouldn't go over today like it would back in the day. Yeah. Like back in the day, um, I, I remember my parents walking on me and my cousin Joey. Shout out, Joey. And we were like beating the shit out of each other yeah. downstairs. And we were rolling around. And uh, and we didn't even realize anyone else had walked up. They were standing there watching us. Yeah. And when we stopped and we looked up, we thought we were going to get in trouble. So I was making sure I didn't break anything. I yeah, seriously hurt thing. each other. I remember going to my friend's house, getting a hard, like a full-out fist fight with him Yeah. in the middle of the night because we were up playing PlayStation. Yeah. And I went sleep in the living room. He went back to his room. And the next morning, we ate breakfast. It was no problem. It was fine. And yeah. see, nowadays, that, that doesn't go over like it, it used to. It's mm-hmm. so much different now. Uh, I, I weep for the future generations. <laughs> yeah, good luck, y'all. Yeah, y'all, y'all got a rough coming up. But no, it's 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 man, movies. So there's no movies like this anymore. No, it, there's not. There's really not. And that's why I find a lot of uh, mainstream movies. That's why you and I have both gone off towards a different tangent where we're looking yeah. at more independent films. Uh, I've been looking at the different foreign films that so have a lot more to offer. Uh, but this is one of those early 90s movies where horror was still something that could be explored in a different way. Yes. Like this was a thriller that would be explored. Like, you look at early movies, they had a lot more meat to them than a lot of these new Like, look, you don't get movies like Silence of the Lambs anymore. Oh, no. That, nobody's seen a fucking movie like that. Oh, man. And fuck you, whoever, that guy on the Reddit who compared Saw to Silence of the Lambs. You have nothing to nah, know fuck about fuck fucking... Off. You know, it was, oh, the, the, they had a better twist and this. I'm like, no, fuck you. Fuck off. Yeah, that was, I, that was, a, I yeah. got into a whole thread. I hope you're fucking watching this because I got into a whole thread where I was arguing with somebody who compared the original Saw to uh, Silence of the Lambs. That's a real thing that happened. Oh, like, yeah, they could fuck off and all. Last weekend. Dude, yeah. In fact, we're going to probably redo Silence of the Lambs pretty soon. That was one of the first ones we actually did. That was did. the first 
That was the that was the very first review we had. That was our first, very first you review. Correct. We need to reanalyze that one. Go going. Oh, forward. going back and look at it, it's terrible. Well, I, I I looked at a couple of our first videos that we did, and that I was like, uh, yeah, there's some. I don't know how we got. It. I don't know how any of y'all started watching us back then. We appreciate y'all standing. This is character growth. Yeah, coming to yeah. you from Cajun Hard Talk. Exactly. That's how we grow and, and evolve and develop into better yeah. things. Much difference. Like, the difference is back then we just kind of walked through the movie. This time we go on tangents about nothing to have to do with the movie. Yeah, this t- this is more of the discussion forum that we originally discussed whenever we were talking about doing yeah. this podcast. We yeah. wanted not. And not to say that we're not going to step by step somewhat because there are, are things we're going to talk about in the movie, but right. we're usually not going to talk about them in chronological order. We're going to kind of jump around to things that we enjoyed and things we hated about the movie. I actually kind of enjoy it. And it's, it feels more organic. It's right. more of a, a conversation. Quick we look very you. fucking stale. For we, we were more wooden than Macaulay Culkin was in our beginning. <laughs> right. Quick I question. like that movie. It was nice. Quick question for you, though. Yes. As the mom. <sighs> Right. How do you go back home and tell your husband, hey, uh, Henry's dead? Yeah, that's a fucking conversation that was, oh, my God, how? Well, I dropped him. Yeah. What? (laughs) In the water, like my last son. Yeah. Oh, damn, you're right. That's this. Well, he died from impact, not from drowning. So, yeah, I'll give you that. But he's still. (laughs) Somebody's got to go down there and get his body. Think about this, though, from the dad's perspective. He's telling the wife it's not your fault, but the mom was the last one to see the kid before he drowned. And she left him alone. And then she was the last one to see Henry. And, and she physically dropped Henry. Yeah. I think it's divorce time. I yes, mean, look from, no, from look, outside perspective. Ended, I'm not looking at it. well for Elijah Wood's character. It did. That, that family family's got fucked. problems. Yeah, they got some fucking problems. Oh, even the, that little girl's going to wake up from a broken home. Dude, she's going to walk up. I, Every day for the rest of her life. Like, what happened to your little brother? Well, he drowned. Well, didn't you have two brothers? Yeah, he fell off a cliff. Yeah, he drowned the he first drowned, brother. He drowned the first brother, then he fell off a cliff. And yeah, that's his, how you get Harley Quinn. Dude, oh, my God, yeah. That, that is a... That girl's going to be emo and broken, and she's going to have a lot of sex. Yeah. Like, she's going to be yeah. past... She's going to be... Man, I mean, I hate to say it like that, but that, she's going to have fucking emotional attachment issues, and she's going to be fucked by everybody in high school. life, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is what it is. And the dad, uh, the uncle, he's if he doesn't divorce that woman after that, I don't know what will make him divorce. Because I'm sorry, looking from an outside perspective, because he doesn't know all the things that happened. He doesn't know all no. the trends. He doesn't know everything that happened that the wound only up other to kid, that point. The only person you have to go by is the kid you think's been lying this whole time. The kid who's acting out and destroying food and uh, pulling scissors on your son and all this yeah. other Yeah. And then the, the wife and your nephew come back and, by the way, uh, your son fell off a cliff and died. Yeah. Yeah, it's divorce time. From an outside perspective, there's Bro, there's no way I'm believing you. There's no way that family comes back together. No, it's over. Like, there's no fucking. It's, way. I, and this is gonna sound terrible, but it's 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 a very rare thing that a family gets through one child dying. Yeah, but I say you and I both have very close friends that have lost uh, children, lost children, and it is uh, is ridiculous. That takes a different kind of strength. Yes, that's that's something totally fucking yes. different. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's something that you and I both said a hundred thousand times that that is the worst thing a person could ever go through. Oh yeah, I, I you know, and it, it, a marriage is hard enough to keep together in today's world. Well, yeah, because divorce is just a thing now. Yeah, to add in the death of a child and then another one. Oh yeah, two children gone. <sighs> We're done. You're you're absolutely fucking. And then <sighs> there's no way, bro. Look, and the the thing of this is, you're looking at this from from that point, but it's not like let's say. Because I, I have a couple of cousins who passed away and done things, but like they were 18 and 19 years old. Yeah. They died in a car accident. Shit happens. Yeah. That's a horrible fucked up thing that you have to fucking deal with. But it's a part of life. Sometimes shit just fucking happens. You lose a child, not a fucking grown up who's driving around and made yeah. a mistake. You lose a child. That's a different kind Here's of thing. Here's the thing too, though. You don't bounce not even that, dude. Not even the marriage perspective, but what does the mom yeah, the, that she's gonna be in therapy for a long. The thing of it is, is how as a mother do you even try to explain that? To like, look, I think, uh, I think he killed Richard. What do you mean? You're crazy. Yeah, you don't know. You're talking out of your ass. You just lost two kids. Yep. How do you explain that? I was like, no, he said this. What you probably took it out of context. It's not what you think it was. That's how you end up like. Oh, there's no amount of therapy. I think you're bouncing back from that fully. Yeah, I, no, I really no, don't no, think you're, so. You're, you're Laurie Strode at the beginning of Resurrection. Oh, yeah. You're fucked. You're, you're done. Just fucking... Staring out a window eating pills. Yeah. 
yeah. Hold, holding on to a fucking raggedy baby Ann doll. doll. Yeah. yeah, raggedy Ann doll. That was that was a weird part of that movie. That had a raggedy Ann doll in there. Yeah, full <laughs> of pills. Yeah, full of pills. Budget bills. <laughs> fucking fantastic. <laughs> but you had to. I mean, she's she. There's dude, no there's way no you come way. Back. There's no way you fully bounce back from that, dude. No. I I don't think I don't think it's possible. I mean, maybe for the daughter. Uh, the, that one lifeline, that's that one tagline you have to fucking to reality is your daughter. Yeah, and that one that you had, that one little attachment that you have, you're also in the back of your mind thinking that's my last child. What the fuck? You know, and, and still, here's the thing too: legal ramifications. Do you tell the truth? Do you tell them that you dropped them? Because then, uh, I I think that I don't think she'd go to jail for that one. I don't believe because of the circumstances she had two kids. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Do you tell the truth that I purposely let him go? Or do you tell him that he slipped? Thank you. I, I think. Because here's the thing. As horrible, lie, as, as horrible as it sounds. If you lie, you avoid the jail time, but it fucks your head yeah. more. Uh, I have to say the mother would have to Unless go, you lie to yourself. To go with he slipped. She knows she dropped him. It's very clear she dropped him. Because the thing of it is that she was about to drop uh, Elijah Woods. Yeah. He was slipping. She let go of Henry to grab on to Mark. Yeah. I that was a very conscious choice that she but, made. But do you tell yourself in your head that oh that no, he, he slipped. That he slipped. There was no way I could hold him. I don't maybe it's just because my brain processes things. I can't I can't lie to myself like that. No, I don't think I could either, but I, I think in that moment it's either that or break. And does your brain make you think that? I it would have to be that. Because you know I, I, mean? I I can't I can't consciously lie to myself and make myself believe it. Like, I, I always know if I'm trying to lie. I'm like, no. Like, remember that time I said I was going to run a 5K? Yeah. I knew I wasn't. No. I knew that wasn't yeah. happening. No. I, I knew. Yeah. I knew. I knew whenever yeah. I said it, I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. It's yeah. not going to happen. Ross and my wife were supposed to run a 5K. I wasn't yeah. running nowhere. Well, I, and look, I was, I was very determined to, I was like, yeah, For I'm like going to do this. Days. I'm going to do this. And then after the first day, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. It's just not Why happening. Why am I pretending? Yeah, it, it's exactly yeah. what it turned into. It's like, I'm just pretending. I know yeah. this isn't going to fucking happen. No, it just, that, that was one of the questions I walked away from that with. It's, do with, you actually come clean and say that well, just I dropped them? The, the mental... Dude, you're mentally fucked. There's, the mental capacity after after all that. And then Mark, growing up, having gone through that. Yeah. How do you trust anybody else again the rest of your life? I, Think I, about the next friend he tried that tried to make, next kid that tried to make friends with him. Yeah, he's Think not about gonna that. have a lot of friends, dude. Because you can't you can't open up like that and trust anyone after no. you've been through that fucking shit. Because look what you got dragged through. You know, the sister may come out of it okay. Because who's to say she she looked at it that way? Is that she he tried to maybe in her head he let her go because she slipped, and when she was trying to get out, he couldn't just couldn't grab her. In her head, she may think that, so yeah. she may be okay. Mark is fucked. Mark's fucked. He knows that he was about to die. He just watched. Uh, a mother let her child die. Yeah. That's watch gotta his, be psychologically. Watch his cousin die. Yeah, that's gotta be psychologically fucked up. Like, you just watch, like, this is a mother. Not to mention, how many, all these people who made him think he was crazy. Yeah. They gaslighted the shit out of this little kid. Yeah. Before gaslighting was a thing, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever else, y'all. <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, this dude spent weeks Yeah, with people thinking he was nuts. Yeah, and then when everything finally came to a fucking head, he watched his cousin fall to his death yep. at a very young age. Yeah. I'd like to see another recut of this movie where at the fucking very end, you realize that all the shit that Macaulay Culkin's character did was really like straight fight club it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I had that same thought. I was like, bro, that, what if Macaulay Culkin was the good kid and Mark was the fucked up one? Yeah. Like, what if Henry was a really good guy? And it's after she drops him. That you look, uh, it shows flashbacks, and it wasn't really Macaulay doing it. It was yeah. him thinking it was Macaulay doing it. But he was doing it. Yeah. 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 That, that would have been. Fight club the fuck out of that. Dude, they had a fight club that. That would have been. Look, this movie was great as it was. Yeah, oh, it was that great would, as it was. That, that would have been, been a, fucking nuts. I, oh, oh, she dropped the wrong kid. Well, yeah. fuck. Fucking fight club meets the omen. Woo. Yeah, that would be a very, very twisted fucking take Damn, on I that. think we just fucked up. We just handed out our fucking movie plot that we could have made millions with, Ross. Yeah, I think so. That would have been a fucking. One of you fuckers goes and make that. I want my money. Yeah, we demand royalties. Yeah, which um, we they don't know is from fucking Adam, but Wham, Wham should have <laughs> got fucking movie crap, got got royalties from fucking Halloween Kills. Yeah, because that dude straight up says stab her in the titties. Yeah, 
Stab her in the tits. Yeah. He stabbed his sister in the Them tits. Them guys on Wham been saying that for fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. They should have got royalties out of that. No, oh. dude, that, that would have been a fucking a ridiculous twist. Oh, but that's this, a fucking M. Night. Yeah. Shot along fucking really, twist. That would have been really good. This, dude, the character development in this movie, the fucking yeah. plot line, the story, even the score in this movie, too. The acting, when, you well. have, when your leads are kids, it's difficult. Yes. It's very fucking difficult. Yeah, so the acting was phenomenal for children. It, dude, I, and see, that's why the shit on Rotten Tomatoes fucking pisses me off because they're not understanding what they're trying to portray. Robert Ebert gave this movie fucking half a star. Yeah, and see, I completely disagree with that. This movie is definitely worth more than that. And the acting in it, if y'all complain about it, y'all are just dumb because y'all not understanding what he's trying to portray. Look at the, it's He's a completely different kid in this movie than he was in Home Alone. He's not a wooden actor who just portrays the same fucking character over and over again. He's doing very different things depending on what he's trying to portray. You want to tell you what Ebert had issues with? Oh, I can only imagine. It's, it's something that we're probably about to fucking yell about. Yeah, well, Roger Ebert, to me, always sounds really pretentious. But yeah, um, it says this is a very evil little boy. This movie could have been called Henry the Portrait of a Future Serial Killer, which I agree. Yeah, 100. It says, uh, but what rings false is that Macaulay Culkin's character isn't really a little boy at all. His speech is much too sophisticated and ironic for that. And so is his reasoning and his cleverness. I don't agree. I disagree with that completely. You and I have both learned a word from my 10-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. I, your daughter walks around and says things. I'm like, what? Yeah. Say, Come back in and say that again. And she'll say it. I'm like, yeah. I say, my son and your daughter both use fucking... <coughs> words that people our own age don't use. Yep. Both of our children have very, very decent vocabulary. It Legs, says, if you're watching this, go to bed. You're not supposed to be watching me. Yeah, you're not supposed to watch this. We were, we've told y'all more than once. And I know you watch it. Yeah. Don't, quit, quit lying. Um, the character would be more frightening, perhaps, if he did seem young and naive. This way, he seems more like a distasteful, de distasteful device by the filmmakers, who apparently think there's a market for glib one-liners by child sadists. What? What? Oh, first of all, <laughs> first of all, Bruh, there is a on. market for glib one-liners from, from children. If yeah. the, the new It movie has anything to say about it. You think? Jesus. That's, that's the issues he has with this movie? Yeah. Uh, young Mark I, quickly realized how, Henry, how evil Henry is, but no one will listen to him. Not his uncle, not his aunt, not even his friendly local child psychiatrist. Uh, everything leads up to a cliffhanging climax that somehow manages to be... <laughs> Cliffhanger. Yeah. That somehow manages to be unconvincing, contrived, meretricious, and manipulative all at once. I don't know when I've disliked the ending of a movie more. Wow. And he was a professional movie critic. <laughs> yeah. That fucking amazes me. Uh, apparently, he's he's never encountered a, a smart child, I guess. Um, apparently, he has very weird... And I mean, I know he's not doing movie reviews anymore, obviously, but... <laughs> One of the reasons the movie feels so unwholesome is that Macaulay seems too young and innocent to play a character this malevolent. At times, hearing the things he's made to say, you want to confront the filmmakers who made him do it and ask them what they were thinking of. Dude. Like, I, like, 100% disagree with his entire review. I, I, I'm amazed that he... It's the purpose of the fucking movie. <sighs> Look, this is the same problem that... Uh, they had with uh, ex extremely shocking, wicked, and vile. So yeah, half star movie. by the way. Yeah, fuck him. The movie with Zac Efron where he played Ted Bundy. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, he's he's too charming and cordial. Y'all oh, romanticizing serial killers. How the fuck do y'all think Ted Bundy yeah, got away with what was he his, did for that so long? That was his fucking thing. That he, that was his mo. He was charming. He was charming, and he, he was he good was looking. Able to get people to do what he wanted because he didn't look like a fucking crazy person. He looked like a normal, everyday guy. He was charming. He knew how to talk, and he knew how to present himself. That's how he got away with that. Yeah. But everybody shit on that movie because, like, oh, it's an unrealistic portrayal of him. They're glamorizing serial killers. They're staying true to the fucking story. So for them saying that uh, him as a child being that clever, that's probably what Ted Bundy was like as a child. Right. He was probably very you know intelligent and very clever and very witty and very able to hide his emotions and show people what they wanted to see that's exactly what he did in this fucking movie right he did a great job of it and i, I think anybody who doesn't recognize that acting is is just trying to be something that they're not 
they're, yep. they're trying. They're poking problems where there's no fucking problems. Exactly. I think, I think this movie was perfectly made. I think it was great. I'm glad they didn't do a fucking sequel. Because God forbid that would have been fucking ridiculous. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah, no, perfect this as is a, a fucking. This is a one and done. It's a perfect as a standalone movie. It got his point across. It made us care about the characters. It it made you stop and think, and it creeped you out. And if you if you're a parent and you watch this, it yeah. definitely evoked certain emotions. Oh, absolutely. And watching this as a as a younger person, whenever I watched, because yeah, I watched it when I was a teenager. Yeah, me and too. I, it didn't hit home like it no, did whenever and, I watched it. And it really it didn't interest me all that much. No. It really As an did. adult going back and watching, I'm like, oh, like, shit. They they did a really good um, job. In fact, I actually called you at one point. I yeah. was like, look, we need to film this now because I'm not watching this again. Yeah, you told me you didn't want to watch I can't, it again. I, I can't. I, it's, I, as a father of two kids, that movie hits home in a way that I don't care for. Yeah. You know Especially I mean? as much as uh, your son and your daughter fight. You're going to yeah. come home one day and your daughter's going to have drowned him in a tub. What? what like, it, what the fuck? Well, you can't do that. It's every parent's fear is that the fight huh. when they fight they're going to go too far. Yeah, because kids don't rationalize life and death like we. They do. they don't realize the severity of things they do. Then they act on emotion. You know, and uh, it was different. Like when when I was a kid, um, unfortunately, when I was younger, um, we went through a port a, a set of time where we lost a lot of family members all within a three year span. Yeah, um, like nine family yeah. members. So it was one of those things where I got to see what death was as a, at, a, at a pretty young age. Yeah. And it really sent it home. I think most kids who play video games where you respawn constantly. They, it doesn't. It does, no, the, for, the dear idea, God, we're not blaming video games. No, and anything. we're not. Trust it's me, just, we're not. We're just making that it's this, this connection. Idea that death isn't forever. Yes. I don't think a lot of kids. I don't think they connect that idea that death isn't forever. forever. Yes. You know, it's, it's that, that terrible thing of when a child asks when mommy's coming home. Yeah, or daddy's coming home. That's well, like when uh, my my brother in law passed away. He was very close to a couple of his children, and uh, there were some family members that were were crying very much. And one of the children was a small baby, and all he saw was Uncle Logan. And he tried yeah. to climb into the casket. Yeah, it's Uncle Logan. They yeah. don't they don't have a concrete idea around of, you know the and, severity of like and that's death. I think that's every parent's fear is that your two kids will be fighting. And, and not even intentionally trying to kill somebody, no. but all it takes is just in a moment of anger because kids react on emotion something. for them to throw a, a rock at them and just hit them the wrong yeah, way. A and fucking Hot Wheel. Yeah. All it takes is a Hot Wheel. Dude, me and my sister used to, to the head. throw shit at each other. And all it yes. takes is, all it would have taken was something to hit me the wrong way or me to slip and fall and crack my fucking neck. And that's all it would have taken. That's it. That's it. I, and I, I would have been I done. I really think that's every parent's fear. And, and like you said, kids don't, they don't connect that to a, a solid no. idea. They no. just... It's react pure on emotion. Yep. Which yep. I think is another thing that made this movie so like his character was who did react on emotion, but was calm and calculated. Yes. It. It's not the same as it's like, not like the same as done. just reacting just on it out of instinct. He doesn't have tantrums. He doesn't. No, there's no tantrums. The one moment where he lost control was with the yep. ducky. With the duck. Yep. And other than that, every move that he made was very calculated. If dude, if, if Henry was left alone at home alone, could you imagine the oh, things yeah. that that, oh, yeah. <laughs> that Marvin Harry would have went through in well, that we, fucking house? We've said that before. That yeah. that that's the origin story of fucking Jigsaw. Yeah, he chose violence. He, yeah. he, <laughs> he was like, no. That woke up that morning and chose. Yeah, violence. he chose violence. He's like, yeah, y'all want to come to my house? Yeah. Oh yeah. So where are you rating this at? Oh, dude, this movie right here, I'm seeing. 41. I'm going 44. 44? Yeah. I think yeah. this was a very well done movie. I think it's a really good movie too. It's Again, it's not a movie I'm going to rewatch regularly. <laughs> no, but only because of the implications of the, the yeah. psychological stress yeah. it's going to put you under. This is the Goodwill Hunting of a horror movie. Yes. Yes. This is Goodwill Hunting of a horror movie. Exactly. I think this this movie was very well fucking done. It was very well directed, very Absolutely. well produced. Uh, and we touched on already, but the dialogue, I want this dialogue back in Hollywood. Yeah. I want this evocative, deep philosophical thinking to be spoken out and it's not anymore. Yeah. Make me feel something. Make me actually give a shit about what's going on in this in a horror movie. movie or a thriller. Fuck a horror movie or a thriller. I would love to see this type, but you always get the flaky. You just, oh, it's just a ghost face. You're going to kill me, which I'm not shitting on screen. Cause I love no, fucking screen. Yeah. We love screen, but, but 
It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. But even Scream. And it's Scream has, I'm about to say, I, Scream, Scream was a has wrong, some fucking great dialogue. I was say, Scream might have been the wrong one to go to on that because Scream does have some The new Scream, really guys, if you ain't watched it, check it out. Scream's dialogue reminds me of this. Yeah. Where the scene where they're, they're in the basement. We, we brought it up in our review. Yeah. And they're talking to each other about why you came down here. Yeah. How do you know I'm not See, the killer? How do you know I'm not the killer? Very fucking back and forth. It's, it's it wasn't a, that surface level natural, bullshit. Natural dialogue that makes you think about who the fuck the killer is. Yeah. I want to I want to see the writer for Gilmore Girls get involved in a fucking horror, in a horror movie. Because yeah. if you've never seen Gilmore Girls and you can yeah. laugh at me because I've watched Gilmore Girls, you want to talk about dialogue? <laughs> that is a non-stop from start to fucking finish, and none of it feels like filler. No. It's not just meaningless words thrown in there to make the fucking word count go up. That is some serious fucking dialogue yeah, going on. And go watch those more chicks girls. because I don't know how in the fuck they kept up with that dialogue. Dude, I... Episode to episode. That's a lot. There was so much going on. Could you imagine having to sit down and learn all those words? I guarantee you they have multiple outtakes of people like, I, dude, I forgot. I just, you know, I just memorized 50,000 words. Give yeah. me a minute. like. Hey. You just memorized the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the fucking, for like a season. Yeah. And I, I want to see a writer like that. Somebody who has very, very good, it's a talent at writing that organic dialogue. What is his name? Cause I actually, I'm, I'm really impressed with the, with the series. It's something I've watched for a while. I was looking for something else. Real oh, quick. you're good. But it's um, that dialogue right there where it's, it's a talent for you to have something that feels organic. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like filler. It's very organic, and it it literally flows like like you're having like you're living day to day. It's not like you're watching a movie. It oh. takes you it takes you out of that movie theater experience, and it makes you feel like you are just sitting in a room with some friends. That it's makes that sense. organic type of uh, dialogue that I'm talking about. What you got? Oh, you see, that makes sense. I'm sorry, I was just rambling. I'm no, I'm looking because I was thinking like, man, with with which. A writer I would like to see. Um, it's a uh, writer horror, horror movie. Um, would be Eric Roth. Ooh, which I'm gonna watch Dune now because I didn't realize he wrote Dune. He, yeah, he wrote the screenplay for Dune. I, I had watched something a while, but back he's also the one who did the screenplay for Forrest Gump. Yeah, which very, uh, which love <sighs> Forrest Gump. Oh, um, he did Ali. Nice. He did the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh, so he's got some pretty decent shit under a his A Star wing. is Born from 2018. Nice. Uh, Dune. But he's also got The Postman. Um, let me see. He did stuff that, we, <laughs> that you know. I say um, he's got a, a decent bit of movies underneath his Yeah, The there. Good Shepherd. Yes. Um, stuff like that. They, he, uh, but I'd love to see someone about who's it. very talented with that organic dialogue, and I'd it, love to just, see them. Just the movies in here that you know. Movie. Ali. Yeah. Because I know you watch Ali. Yeah, of course. Forrest Gump. Of course. Everyone. I've seen Forrest Gump. And you've watched the new, the new Star is Born? I have not. Oh, it's really good. Decent. All movies that I think of with really good dialogue in them. I'd love to see him come into a horror movie. And that's that's what I'm looking for. I want that fucking dialogue. Not and, so I, much, and not the expedition, the expedition the, jump. I me, want the fucking organic feel to it. Give me a story by Kevin Williamson. Yeah. Or well, and we just did the new the new screen movie that that moment where uh, Sidney Prescott shoots him in the fucking closet goes holy shit it's Goatface that was very organic feeling yeah felt like a normal reaction and that's what I want I want nothing that feels forced yeah I want it to feel like it flows naturally and, you know or and it's very hard to come Tarantino by. would get his shit together and make a fucking decent movie again yeah I mean, he does so every so often it's <laughs> and I love some Tarantino movies but some of them are just like dude come on what are you doing yeah at a certain point. Tarantino starts to feel like he's stroking his own ego. Yeah. And I really can't. Or fucking Fight Club. Fight Club was fucking great. Think about that, dude. Fucking Fight Club. Can, I want you to think about some of the lines that were cut out of fucking Fight Club. Because yes. They were, they were too uh, on the nose. They had you know, quite a bit of lines that they had to re-fucking shoot. And then some of them, they came up with worse lines just because the director was being a dick. Yeah. But Fight Club had some very good dialogue. And you also got to realize... The Fight Club is just a fucking great movie. Um, Speaking of Fincher, fucking Seven. Seven. Which we're going to be doing soon, by yeah, the way. Seven we are. I don't know how in the fuck we haven't done Seven yet. I don't know either. Seven was a... <laughs> seven was, seven was a very fucking, good fucking movie. Amazing. Oh, I know exactly why we haven't done Seven. Why? I remember why. Uh, it was because it's a Kevin Spacey guy. 
Kevin Spacey was in it. Remember? So? Well, uh, whenever we had initially started doing that crap, we, there was a big thing with Kevin Spacey. We were oh, like, oh, fuck yeah. him. I'm not reviewing that movie because he's in it. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? The movie was good. For It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, if you look back, we, we did the original Scream, which was the beginning of the Me Too movement with Rose McGowan. Right. And I mean, Harvey Weinstein's a piece of shit, but the movie, oh, the movie's man. there. Yeah. The movie's there. And I mean, it's unfortunate that at this day and age, it's almost hard to fucking cover any movie that doesn't have some kind of taboo issue. Right link to it in some way or another. I don't, <coughs> I don't think there's very many that don't have something fucked up linked on. I want to see, get this in your head. Okay. I want to see Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh-huh. Written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Dude, I, whew, that would be, that'd be very interesting. I think, uh, starring Johnny Depp as it, oh, God. Freddy Krueger. And see, I think if anybody could, Johnny Depp could pull it off. I think he could. And look, your boy who played uh, Rorschach. Yeah, uh, Rorschach. Um, oh, God. Jane, la, 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 I forget his damn name. Fuck. Fucking, you think we'd know these things. Yeah. Look, no. he did a great fucking job. He only suffered because he wasn't Robert England. And Robert England is, I mean, he's Freddy Krueger. He's a horror icon. He's been there forever and a day. I love Robert England. But he wasn't Freddy in the in the remake. That's why it didn't go. Jackie O'Haley. Oh, right, yeah. There you go. Here's the problem with poor Jackie Hurley. He he was the rebound Freddy. I think I, the next Freddy's do better. You think? Yeah, because he was the he was the initial guy who tried to take. And you think Robert now that it's kind of more in the court of public opinion, where yeah. someone else has already played Freddy Krueger, you think yeah. it'll be open to? What do y'all think about a video like that, guys? If we give y'all our top three movie, horror movies we want to see remade and who we want to well, restore, want to star, produce. produce, direct, and write. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take um, Rob Zombie completely out of that list. I don't want to see him directing anything nope. else. Bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to see him direct anything else. I got one for you. For Rob Zombie? Yeah. What? Texas Chainsaw. I'll take it. I, think I, about that for I a second. I think Rob Zombie doing a Texas Chainsaw remake would be fucking perfect. It'd be fitting. It'd How's be he the, not? How is he fucking I not? I don't know how he jumped to Halloween and not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre now that I'm thinking about it because that would be perfectly fitting in... Everything brutal hillbillies. Yeah, it's what he does. Yeah, I. Whew. Either the Texas Chainsaw, or the Hills Have Eyes. Thank you. I can see him doing. How did he jump to fucking Halloween and not pick one of those that would fit perfectly in his in his repertoire? That's exactly what he does. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take that back. I could see Rob's. That was gonna be my now. top three, by the way. Really? I had that idea already. Yeah, I can see that. What? Well. we'll Come up with some, and we'll, we'll release them on the next fucking yeah. video we do. With Kane Hodder as Leatherface. Oh, oh. I don't want to see Kane Hodder as Leatherface. I would love to see Kane Hodder as Leatherface. I don't know. With the mullet from fucking with the mullet. from part nine. Oh, God. Papa's right, so yeah, we, we, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're done. All right. We're, we're way past the fucking. Yeah, we're, we're done. We're, we're, bat, we're, we're just we're fucking rambling now. All right. Yeah. Um, well, if you're watching the series, you can see us. We're already on YouTube. But if you wanted to listen to us and not watch us, hit us up on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Pandora, Google Play Podcast, Amazon Podcast. That's iTunes? I just said iTunes. I don't know. I lose track. There's so much. It was TuneIn I kept forgetting to say. Yeah, TuneIn you uh, kept forgetting. Uh, hit us with a like, <laughs> subscribe. Hit us, uh, yeah, guys, make sure, please make sure y'all like and subscribe. I think we said it earlier in this video. But yeah, we did. We know we kind of ran a little long-winded on this one. We're yeah. sorry about that. Uh, but so make sure you likes. Yeah, yeah, comments, but the likes really help us. It helps us get through the fucking... The, um, Goddamn, I forget words now. Yeah, words are hard. It helps us with algorithm. Algorithm, thank we, you, because they fucking likes. hate us. Yeah, the the YouTube people hate us because we say the fuck word too much. Yes. Uh, but throw some comments. We actually, we want to have horror conversations. We enjoy Absolutely. talking horror, and we apologize for going off on tangents, but why don't you go off on a tangent with us? It's, yep, that's what we do. Yep. Later, guys. Bye.